Welcome back to the Chosen Girl Tell Me About It podcast. We truly believe you're made for more and have purpose in Christ. Here, everyone, all ages, backgrounds, and walks of life are welcome to dive into the Bible for godly insight on topics we all deal with to ultimately seek truth. Thank y'all so much for listening. Let's get this party started. Welcome back to Tell Me About It. I'm Liz. I'm Sarah, and we are so excited to join back into actual topics with you guys. We wrapped up Surviving Quarantine. I think it was like part five yeah. last week. <laughs> we Well, we have been in quarantine for a hot minute. Yes. So we're glad that, you know, things are kind of getting back to, I don't want to say normal because they're not going back to the way they were before, but whatever this new normal looks like. For like, sure. You know, we're all adapting, and so I hope that you're showing yourselves another's grace during this time. Yes. I mean, it's... It's crazy. I feel like you have to start every conversation these days like, hi, how are you doing? I hope you're doing well during this crazy time. Like every email that I send, it's like, uh, can I stop putting this now? But seriously, guys, um, there are so many more serious things happening like other than, oh, I don't get to go out and go shopping or I'm missing my favorite concert or, or whatever. There's so many more serious things like we talked about, like people missing graduations and weddings, but diving even deeper, what's happening spiritually within us. Mm -hmm. And that's why today we want to talk about breaking chains. Yes. Break every chain. Yes, girl. Come on. There's power in the name of Jesus. Amen. So, you know, it's so weird going through life and experiencing different things. Like I remember thinking back to certain times in my life and thinking, Lord, I don't see how you're going to get me through this. Yes. And he gets you through every time. And if you haven't had that moment, just just wait. Like, you just got to keep living because you yes. will have those moments. And we were talking about that earlier. This is not in our notes for this show, but we were talking about earlier, like, if you aren't in the Word every day right now, this is not a condemning statement, but use it to armor up because we know mm-hmm. that life is not going to go smooth all the time. We mm-hmm. know that life is not going to be perfect. And when you're in a dark season of unknowns and of being chained down to something, um, just any kind of dark valley that you're going through, the Word mm-hmm. is so crucial to lean on during that time yes. for truth. It is an anchor. It is a peace. It mm-hmm. is a calm. It is the truth. Yeah. And in a world where we are being fed so many lies about ourselves or about God or whatever, we need the truth. And your time invested in your relationship with the Lord and like in his word will not, will not return void. Like it, you will see some, the fruits of that every single time. And so we just encourage you to, to get into it. Yes. So I feel like Chain breaking is like in so many Christian songs, mm-hmm. which I love. I'm not dogging so truth. That. Yes. <laughs> if you got pain, he's a pain taker. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, like, it can be kind of one of those cliche words, like, that we pray. Like, God, just break chains right now in Jesus' name. And I'm not making fun. But, like, for anyone who is going through something or who has gone through something that has bound them down mm-hmm. spiritually, you know what significance that statement has of breaking chains. So just to open up, what could be a chain in your life? And I was actually thinking about when I wrote this down, like a physical chain, like I thought about in Acts 12, which we were about to be reading. Yeah. These people were actually 
<laughs> physically chained to a jail cell. And a chain in your life is something that holds you down from getting up. Mm-hmm. It's something that holds you back from moving forward. It leaves a scar yeah. because of the resistance. It steals your freedom. I think with that, too, it kind of, like, shapes your identity mm-hmm. because you become a prisoner to whatever you're being yeah. chained to. Um, it implies shame and guilt and condemnation, mm-hmm. and it creates resistance in your life. So if you're thinking about something in your life that you're like, uh, I don't know if that relationship is toxic. Yeah. I don't know if this job isn't where I'm supposed to be. Um, I don't know if this is the season or place I'm supposed to be in right now. If you line up your situation to any of those um, chain-breaking signs, that might be a sign that you do need to reach out to mm-hmm. someone, especially God, to start making some changes to yeah. be released from that bondage. Mm-hmm. If something is doing more harm than good in your life and you are bound down by that thing, that is not healthy, and that mm-hmm. is not the life that God gave you to live. He wants you to live in the freedom of His love and His peace. Amen. And um, today we're talking about two scenarios in which chains need to be broken, and these are the only two that I know. <laughs> um, a chain that needs to be broken, one, in your own life, mm-hmm. and two, a chain that needs to be broken that you see in someone else's life. Right. And isn't it funny how when you look at somebody, like, let's just use boyfriends, for example. Let's, <laughs> let's just talk about boyfriends. When you see someone in a toxic relationship and they can't see it and you are like, girl, yeah, open up your eyes. Mm-hmm. Or just any kind of bad relationship or friendship, um, situation, job that you see just like taking over and becoming an idol for someone's life. Why is it so easy to see it in other people than ourselves? It's just, you're not, you're not wrapped up in the emotions of it. And there's so many less variables when you're on the outside, but it's so important to have those people who will recognize that for you or else, you know, sometimes you can get in really deep and it just leads to something that's terrible. And you wake up one day and you realize that you don't know where you are or this person that you're, that you've like let have so much authority in your life. Yes. And just a disclaimer here, like when we're talking about, being bound by something, we're not talking about God-given commitments or things like marriage. That is not mm-hmm. a chain, unless it's an abusive marriage. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. there are disclaimers to everything, but I am fully like convinced that God has given us certain commitments and seasons that we're supposed to be in, yes. jobs or relationships or things like that. So, All of these descriptions of breaking chains, like, y'all know what we're talking about. Y'all know if something is toxic. Y'all know if it brings that dark feeling in your spirit where you're just like, something isn't right. There are unhealthy expectations here. Um, And if you don't have any in your life right now, praise God for that. And if you know of someone right now that does have that, um, that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Let's get started. Let's dive into Acts 12. Um, I've just been doing, reading through the New Testament, and I love, you know, you've probably heard me say this so many times, but I love how you go back and you reread something you've read probably like a handful of times over your life, you know, through Acts, a handful of times in my life, and, you know, you find something new. It's just like a new nugget, and I'm just so thankful to God for that. But when I was reading through Acts 12, something just really stuck out about this story. So King Herod had James put to death already, and he's like, I'm looking for my next disciple, my next you know, Jesus follower to kill because it brought, it appeased the the Jews. They were like, yeah, this was great. Let's do it again, King Herod. And so he seized Peter 
and he was going to kill him after the Passover. And so while Peter was imprisoned, the church prayed. And this yes. said so much to me because one of, if, if being prayed for could be a love language, like it is mine. Like I think it's so sweet for people to just think enough of you to ask the Lord to bless you, to pray for you, to, you know, to lift you up and uh, just keep you safe. But the church was praying. And it was such so sweet because it's not just you. You're not yes. by yourself. When you are moving on behalf of the Lord, you are never alone. An entire church, and this was this was not just like a physical church building. We're talking about a large group of people were praying for Peter specifically. Yes, because back then we we're like right after the day of Pentecost where the Holy Spirit fell, and it says they all met in their homes mm-hmm. and had like home church. So that's that's how church started. So mm-hmm. church was the people, the mm-hmm. people that believed in Jesus and what he did and what he said. And Peter was the rock and the foundation of that church. So I'm pretty sure Herod was pretty salty with him. Oh, yeah. Uh, obviously, he's <laughs> like, you know, trying to get him killed and put in prison and all this stuff. So Right. So I'm moving down to, to verse 6. And the night before the trial, an angel appeared... Um, and I love this because not just that an angel showed up, but the thing is that God is an on time God. I don't know if you remember that song. Oh, like, girl, he's, he's an, an on time God. God. Yes, yes, he is. is. <laughs> like God is an on time God. Here he was. This was not a few days before. <laughs> this was not several days before yeah. the Passover. I mean, the he may night not come before, when you want him, but he'll he, be there right he, on time. Right on yes, time. That's some old gospel. Never late. That right. <laughs> And I love that. I'm like, how we, we always expect God to show up before the storm, but he's going to show up usually in the middle of the storm to get us through to the other side, and that's what's most important. And so I'm going to skip down to verse 8. And um, the angel appeared, and, uh, excuse me, let me see, verse 7, pardon me. And he said, quick, get up, and the chains fell. Wow. Quick, get up, and the chains fell. What? Let me just tell you something. When the angel said, get up, do you think how, like, Peter took his time? He said, oh, oh, okay. The angel even had to poke him awake and be like, hey, get up. Wow. But he was obedient. He was faithful that God was going to come through. But let me just share another piece of, of a nugget from this. Peter was also okay if God did not show up in that time. Yes. His faith was so strong in the Lord alone that even if God hadn't shown up, he said that that's God's will and that's his business and I am going to serve him to the very end. Girl, yes. I literally just thought of this, but I was listening to the Relationship Goals by uh, the Relationship Goals series by Mike Todd today, Reloaded, if y'all are TC fans of Transformation Church. But he's talking about Joseph, you know, Code Me Colors, mm-hmm. um, and how God was with him the whole time. He was thrown into a pit, like left for dead, mm-hmm. sold into slavery, accused of adultery, basically sexual harassment, yeah. um, put into prison, so many things. And y'all, the time frame wasn't like two weeks or two months. It was two years Yeah, before he saw, at the beginning of the story, if y'all go back and read, his God dream mm-hmm. come to fruition. Yes. And I'm like... Do y'all not think how impatient or how hopeless he would feel two years Mm -hmm. of constant battles? Yeah. And sometimes I'm like, God, you haven't shown up in two days now. I'm starting to grow weary. I'm like, what a spiritual brat am I? Like, I'm being for real with y'all. And Joseph waited for two years. Mm -hmm. Peter 
he, I mean, he didn't know when he was going to, when God was going to pull through right. and he was okay either way. Mm-hmm. And I think that that, that's a, that's a moment we all need to come to in our faith is like, whether or not God comes through for me with mending this relationship, with, um, providing this job mm-hmm. with, you know, whatever, fixing a marriage or whatever it is, will you be okay yeah. if, if you don't see him come through the way that you want him to? Yeah. You have and to, that you takes have to come, trust. You do. It, it, it really does. You have to trust in the Lord fully. You yes. can't just like 99% trust in the Lord. You have to put it all out there. Because God knew when Joseph was in a pit mm-hmm. and when he was being accused of sexual harassment mm-hmm. and when he was in jail. And all of those times, God was still with yes. him. Yes, never left him. Yeah, yes. okay. crazy. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead, girl. I'm sorry. No, you're good. You're good. I just love that, you know, he said, get up. Um, and the chains fell off. And one of the things, too, is that the next part, he said, put on your clothes. And that immediately made me think of, put on your armor. Yes. The angel said, quick, get up. Freed like he was free. He said, now suit up. Put your armor on. Yeah. Put your clothes on. Like, get ready because, like, you've got to go and you've got to move now. Yes. And the thing, another thing, too, is that if you're going to have to move right now, are you prepared? Like, okay. do you know how to suit up? Is your sword sharp? Right. I mean, like, do you have dented, beat up armor? Not necessarily, I mean, just, not. let me, let me back up. Not just dented, beat up. Do you have perfectly shiny armor? That has not been through anything. Oh, girl, you got a point. Like we, you, you have to be ready. And yes. let me let me tell you something. Peter probably had some very dented armor. Yes, he did. at this point. I mean, literally has gone through so much, and yet he's still here and ready to go into battle. And we praise God that he that he did. So another part of that is when it comes to putting on that armor, don't forget to pray for yourself. Yes, we spend. I feel like we spend so much of our time praying for other people that we can sometimes forget to even pray for ourselves. We got a situation going on. <laughs> Every cop in the county yes. is outside <laughs> of our window right now. We're oh my gosh, that sounded horrible. Not we're not in our homes or anything. We're upstairs at Poppy's in our recording place. But some we got a situation. Yeah. Something's going Let's on. Just pray wherever they're going. Yes. It's all okay. Lord, keep them safe. It ain't us. We didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love, another thing, too, is, like, when you put on this armor and you suit up, that does not include any pity for yourself. I'm not saying that you can't feel how you need to feel in yes. the moment. It's okay to feel how you're going to feel. God's not scared of your emotions. But, honey, do not stay there. Yes. You got to put either put a time limit, let yourself feel, you know what? I'm going to trust in God. And you have to be obedient. You have to be diligent in that. And because of that, Peter was prepared for this moment. That's that's a word that I like to call butthurt. Mm-hmm. Don't stay butthurt. Yeah. Because I have written in my notes, who put you there? Who put you in these chains? And if it, even if it was someone else, if you had the opportunity to break free, would you? Yeah. If you had the opportunity to stand up and walk out, mm-hmm. would you do that? Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. Or would you stay... In the hurt of the past right. from the chains. Would you, like, you know, earlier when we said what could be a chain in your life, mm-hmm. it's something that would leave a scar yeah. after you're, you've broken free. Are you going to pay more attention 
to the hurt of the scar or to how God brought you through and used the scar as a reminder of his faithfulness. Right. Because if you have... And that's hard. There's a, don't, don't mistake your scars for wounds. Yes. A scar has been healed. Yes. A wound is open. Like, whenever, if you have a scar, it is okay. That means you survived. That's yes. a blessing. And I think there's a huge difference between using your pain as a testimony or as a crutch. Mm-hmm. There's a huge difference. And please don't take that as me being insensitive to anyone's pain. We all have pain. Mm-hmm. It all looks different. We can't compare each other's pain because we all feel everything that we go through differently. But the thing is, like we always say here, it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. But I don't think God wants us to stay not okay. No. It's not okay to stay not okay. Right. And so sometimes it it takes such courage to move on from the pain mm-hmm. and to move on from where you've been. Like I think about women who have been abducted and mm-hmm. then years later they're found. Yeah. And I think about the courage that it takes to like actually get a job right. or go to college or live a normal life with no fear. Mm-hmm. And it would be so easy to just curl up and retract. Right. And a lot of us have gone through mental trauma or, you know, home life trouble or relationship Anything, trouble. Yeah. I mean, any kind of trauma. Trauma doesn't just have to be being abducted. Trauma can be um, <laughs> having a bad boyfriend all through high school. Sorry, I'm picking on the boyfriends. We love boyfriends. <laughs> boyfriends are fine. Yeah, we love our uh, MOG, men of God, That's people right. out there. <laughs> you know, we love them. But, you know, it could, it could be a ba- even a bad friend that you had growing up that instilled insecurity in you yes. every day that you were at school. Mm-hmm. It could be a teacher that did something horrible to you. It could just be the way that your home life was, not even necessarily a bad home life, but just the language that was used that may have caused a lack of confidence, whatever. Mm -hmm. Anyway, trauma looks different to everyone. Y'all get the picture. But the thing is, are you going to stay there, or are you going to use that trial for a testimony to break free and move on? Right. That's so good. And that's that's the key right there. Um, If if we keep reading on in in, uh, Acts 12... um, the, so pretty much they made it all the way out of the gate, out of the prison. No guards were alarmed, anything like that. And I love verse 11. Um, Peter then came to himself and said, Now I know without a doubt that the Lord has sent his angel and rescued me from Herod's clutches and from everything the Jewish people were hoping would happen. And I put down in my notes, You better recognize the Lord. <laughs> She has that when you, verbatim in her notes. You better recognize the Lord. when he, Honey, when he brings you through to the other side, do not forget to give him the glory and the honor that he deserves yes. first. Don't pat yourself on the back first. Don't say, I couldn't have been here without this person. Honey, you better give glory to the Lord yes. because he is the one that brought you through. For the thing, you know, even when you don't see it, he's working. Yes. You don't know what the Lord is doing. He could be moving in someone else's life, someone else's heart, just to meet you exactly in the moment where you need to be met. Praise God. Yes. When we get through our trials, we thank God that it's over. But sometimes we also need to be thanking God that it happened. Yes. And that's like, y'all, just a few chapters later, Paul and Silas are in jail. Mm-hmm. And they're praying. And, and the key to this whole thing is prayer. They're praying, and they don't know what God's going to do mm-hmm. or how he's going to work or, guys, if if he is going to work. Right. And, y'all, a freaking earthquake came, 
Broke those chains. And broke their chains. Who could have seen it coming? No one could have seen it coming. And so many times we're praying in our own chain-breaking situation. We're praying for things so specifically when we should just be praying for God's will to be done. Yeah. Because you look at Paul and Silas. They were praying and they were singing while they were chained down. They couldn't even, like, get up. But they were praying and Mm -hmm. they were singing. And they had no idea what their prayers were going to do. Yeah. On Peter's behalf, the whole church was praying. And mm-hmm. they did not know that a angel of the Lord yeah. was going to come set him free. And even in Joseph's case, if you're thinking, wow, I've prayed and I've had people praying for me and I have not seen a breakthrough whether it be with infertility or family issues Mm -hmm. or whatever, and you're like, I have not seen a breakthrough. I keep thinking about Joseph and how he had no idea how slavery, imprisonment, false accusations, his family disowning him Mm -hmm. and just doing horrible, unthinkable things to him. He had no clue how that was going to come back around. He had no clue, even if it would come back around. But that's who, that's who our God is. We sing Waymaker. Even when we don't see it, he's working. Even mm-hmm. when we don't feel it, he's yes. working. And he's right on time. And two years may have seemed way too late. But I bet you now, if we were to talk to Joseph in heaven, he would have said, all of that had to happen yeah. to get to where I was. Are you, are you willing to suffer so that, glor- so that God can be glorified? Yeah. It's the reason for our suffering. Yeah. It's worth it because God is glorified through it. Yes. And my and the question is, will you glorify God at the end? Right. Will you let it be used mm-hmm. or will you let it be wasted? Yeah. Because I see so many people use their pain, like I said earlier, to keep them held in chains mm-hmm. and to keep themselves imprisoned. And when they could be moving forward in such great grace and testimony and helping other people. And it's all in how you use it. It's mm-hmm. all in how you use it and how you react yes. to everything that is happening to you. Yes. And, you know, I'm here in Acts 16, there are a couple of notes that I really want to bring attention to. In verse 27, um, after the earthquake happened, the jailer was ready to literally take his own life because he knew right. that he was going to be put to the death. But then he realizes that Paul and Silas did not leave like the other prisoners who were set free. He said, they said, don't harm yourself. We are all here. And I took that as, do not act prematurely. Follow God's call over your own instincts. Yes. Because there will be times when you see a pathway out of something that, like a terrible season, and your instincts are going to say, take it. But if there is not peace in that moment, if you feel like the Lord is telling you otherwise, even when it doesn't make sense, honey, you stay right where you are and you do what the Lord tells you. Yes. That is above all. Yes. And I love that. I love that part of this. Um, and so later on, you know, Paul and Silas go, the jailer takes him back to his house, cleans up his wounds, the whole nine yards. And that goes back to the part of when you're chained down, it holds you back. It holds you down. It leaves a scar. These men had wounds. I mean, it was, it was a true, just like bondage. And then in verse uh, 33, I love her. The, the, it brings everything full circle mm-hmm. because if we know that, you know, Paul used to persecute all the men, the followers of Jesus and all the things. And yes. here in this moment, the man, the jailer who was persecuting Paul, then accepted Paul into his house and served him. Wow. And Paul, in the same way, the men, the people that he used to persecute, he began to serve. 
and it's just all over again. And yes. I, I hope that you remember that, that if you meet somebody in your life who used to persecute you, and now they hope to serve you, I hope you say praise God. Yes. Do not hold that against them because prayers have been working. You're so right. Chains have been broken. And who are we to say that those chains were not worthy of being broken or not celebrate the chains that God has broken to glorify his name? And y'all, I think the key here, the solution, if you're wondering, what should I do? I have this chain. It's been years. It could be mentally, spiritually, even physically with a health issue. I think the key, y'all, is prayer. If you have a chain that you can readily identify in your life, I would say speak to your soul. Like in uh, Psalm 42, 11, that's a verse that has helped me so much um, when I'm in times of adversity. Sorry, I just lost it on my Bible app up in here. But um, it's David, and he's talking to himself. And this is in the message version, Psalm 42, 11. He says, why are you down in the dumps, dear soul? He's just literally talking to his soul. He says, why are you crying the blues? Fix my eyes on God. Soon I'll be praising again. He puts a smile on my face. He is my God. And I think that truly, truly, we can speak to our soul and say, soul, fix your eyes on God. Soon there's brighter days ahead. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be anxious. You don't have to be fearful. You have hope and you have peace Mm -hmm. and you can have rest in God. And you can tell your soul that. And even if you're combating the lies that go along with your chains, like you're not good enough. Mm-hmm. You can combat that and yes. say, no, absolutely not. My Bible says I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, that I have a purpose, that my God knows the number of hairs on my head. Mm-hmm. And I mean that much to someone. Yes. So, yes, I am enough. Mm-hmm. I was worth dying for, Speak actually. it over yourself. So, if you ha- are trying to break a chain in your life, obviously, we don't have the power ourselves. We've got to give that over Amen. to God. But our job is to pray to speak to our soul in prayer. Mm-hmm. And then I also have surrounding yourself with accountable praying people. Yes. Call up the saints to pray for you. All of your, if you have a church family, even if you wanted to reach out to us, we would be honored to pray for you. And every yes. email that we get or Instagram message, we always pray. And we mean that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you are identifying chains that are needing to be broken in someone else's life, That intercessory prayer, which that just means praying on behalf of someone, Mm -hmm. just like the church was in, um, was that Acts 16? In Acts 12. In Acts 12. Mm -hmm. The church was all praying together, and they had no idea what was going to happen. We don't have to know. And and y'all, the church isn't necessarily just, you know, people who meet in a building. The church is the body of Christ. The church are people who believe in Jesus and believe that he's the son of God and that he he can help us and has come to save us. So getting people together to rally and pray on someone's behalf because sometimes when someone is in chains, one, they either can't see it Mm -hmm. or they may not have the strength to pray for themselves. And that's a dark place to be in. It is. And we've got to rally around our brothers and sisters in Christ and and that's what the body's for. When one part is down, there's another part to help it back up. Amen. I couldn't have said it better myself. That's good stuff. Let's break some chains. 
break every chain. Yes. Like, Wait, this has been the sing-along version of <laughs> Tell Me About It podcast. <laughs> it really has been. <laughs> now you guys know what, what we're like in real life, like, all the time. <laughs> yes, yes. And y'all got a taste of that at the beginning of last week's podcast. <laughs> Kale chips. <laughs> Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Well, y'all, I guess that's it for today. We cannot believe this, but we after today, we only have two more episodes left in the season. It's it's crazy. We thank you guys so much for following along with us yes. for through quarantine and through everything going on in your own lives. And we just thank you if you've been praying for us or if you've sent in things to just engaged with us during this time. We just thank you for being a part of our family. We, we love you so much, and we're so thankful that... Um, that you just go along on this journey. We're still growing as individuals, and we are thankful that that job is never done. Absolutely. And guys, make sure that you check out our Bible study. It's free for download on our app and on our website. If y'all need anything, prayer, reach out to us. We love hearing from you guys. We loved the Tell Me Something Good podcast last week. And also, we're coming out with new teas this Friday. Yes. So y'all make sure to log on to the Chosen Girl website this Friday. We got some tie-dye action. Um, and we are so excited to come out with this new tea design, Make Heaven Crowded, because it just leaves that imprint on your brain of like, wow, there is something greater than myself that I need to be focused on every day. So yeah. we'll see you guys next week with another hot topic of Tell Me About It. Uh, <laughs> tell Me About an, uh, Another Hot Topic. And if y'all guys, if y'all guys, oh my gosh, if you guys have any topics that you would like for us to cover, just message us and let us know. But we love y'all. We're praying for y'all and we will see y'all next Tuesday. See you later. Bye Bye guys. Thank you all for listening and for being a part of our Chosen Girl community. Make sure you subscribe, screenshot, and even tag us on Instagram so we can share in the love with you guys. We love you. We are praying for you. And we truly believe that God has more for you. See you all next Tuesday.